The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, I'm Molly Sims. And I'm Emma Shagormley. We are two best friends with one common obsession. Beauty. And by that, we mean everything that makes you look and feel beautiful. We tried it all and we've got your back. We'll be calling on all our favorite health experts, industry insiders, and friends to answer all your beauty questions. Consider us your beauty 411 and sometimes your 911. From how to fix brassy hair to the pros and cons of laser facials and always with a cocktail in hand. Always. So be prepared to be obsessed. Check out Lipstick on the Rim wherever you get your podcasts. Ugh, I'm not in the mood. Do we have to do this? Yes. Wait, are we recording? Okay, let's go. You're listening to The Alley Colbert Show. Welcome back to The Alley Colbert Show. I'm your host, Alley Colbert. Thanks for joining me. How are you guys? It's June. How is it June? It's six months into the year and I'm still like, okay, I'll start my New Year's resolution next week. I don't actually have a New Year's resolution, but it doesn't feel like it's six months into the year. We're halfway through the year. I don't know how that's possible. I don't know how that's possible. I had a really big realization this past week and, you know, it's that I don't like brunch, but more than that, I figured out why I don't like brunch. But let me just let me just start saying that I don't like brunch because, first of all, I hate the time. I don't like that it's in between breakfast and lunch and that it's like this hybrid. I like breakfast. I like lunch. Let's keep them separate. What happens when we meet in the middle is that it's too, I'm already starving at that point because I haven't had breakfast because I'm going for brunch. And by the way, I hate every single brunch menu. I hate it. I fucking hate it. The, the menu items suck. They're worse than breakfast. And they're not as good as lunch. Okay. I don't need an eggs Benedict and I don't need $25 for French toast. And I think it's because I'm a lesbian. It's not a lesbian meal. Brunch is not a lesbian meal. I don't need a champagne flute and matcha pancakes. Okay. I don't think so. Me and the gals would rather a beer and some chili. Sorry, bud. Brunch culture is light and buzzy and sexual and dick oriented. Okay, everything lesbians are not. I want to smoke a cigar and cry about pussy in a snapback. I'm just not into brunch. I'm really not. The lines, it's crowded. Everyone's running to the bathroom, giggling about a man. This is not for me. I want to have breakfast in a diner. I want black coffee and I want eggs that are well done, scrambled to a pulp with burnt bacon. Okay, that's the Dykes meal, Dykes Diner. Hummus hour this week, hummus hour this week is lesbians not liking brunch. I just tricked you into our hummus hour. I'll even give you another hummus hour recommendation. For those of you just listening to the podcast for the first time, hummus hour is our new segment where I talk about lesbian things. I will say a few more things for hummus hour. Okay, as a lesbian at the doctor, I don't like when the doctor asks if I'm sexually active or not because I don't know what to say. I want to follow up. I'm like, uh, are you referring to scissoring? Are you referring to fin- getting fingered? What type of sex are we talking here, doc? <laughs> I will also add, I think there's something, uh, I'm making everything 
queer. That's kind of the point of Hummus Hour. But I can't fall asleep because of anxiety. And that is kind of a common thread with all lesbians. So we need to take melatonin. Melatonin is kind of like baby food. And then Benadryl is like a little bit more sophisticated. And if I'm really going crazy, I'll take an edible. I've been taking these edibles. They're called Wana, like marijuana. Wana edibles, they kick in within 15 minutes. So that can kind of be a good variation on the on my melatonin protocol. And before I get into more on the podcast, today on Schittler's list is the Republican Party. It's just all Republicans. I don't, I don't even need to get into it. By the way, Kamala Harris, where are you? Has anyone seen this woman? Where the fuck is she? Yeah, all right, folks. I got no clue. I'm looking for her. I, I, post a tweet, will you? Drop a pin, Kamala. Please, Jesus Christ. Um, you guys, I'm collecting stories for Pride Month. Questions, stories, your best gay moments, your least gay moments, your least straight moments, your weird moments, whatever the fuck they are. I'm collecting stories, questions, confessions for Pride Month. We're going to have a very gay month on The Allie Colbert Show. So please, 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 please email the show at theallycolbertshow at gmail.com. The Allie Colbert Show at gmail.com. One more time. That's 1-800-THE-ALLY-COLBERT-SHOW at gmail.com. So send us an email. Uh, the sharing on the podcast this week, you guys. Wow. I'm, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. Okay. I want to shout out a few people. I need to shout. I, I really firstly need to shout, shout out Ariana Fan. Ariana Fan, I would call you by your name, but I have no idea what your name is. Okay, because you go by Ariana Fan. Shout out to Ariana Fan, who's always sharing the pod. Okay. Also, shout out to Mo Fish, my girl Molly, sharing the pod. People are sharing, people are caring. I appreciate it. I very much appreciate it. The comments, the shares, the follows. Keep it up. Keep it up. But send an email. Send an email. We're not done. Okay. I have shows all week in Los Angeles. They're all on my website, alleycolbert.com. Alleycolbert.com, all on my website. This is a fun episode, you guys. This is a very Jewish, lesbian episode. So Shabbat Shalom. Today on the podcast, we have Robbie Hoffman. Uh, Robbie, super talented, a comedian and writer, wrote for Working Moms on Netflix, the Chris, the Chris Gethard Show. She won a daytime Emmy for her work on uh, Odd Squad. She's hilarious, an amazing stand-up comedian. She has a comedy special, I'm Nervous, um, which is streaming on YouTube. And... Uh, Robbie just has a really fascinating story. Uh, she grew up Hasidic and was outed and uh, just just like really interesting. And we talk about being Jewish lesbians. We are both the boy ones. OK, we take care of rich girls. We wine and dine them. And we talk about dyke dating. Plus, of course, our lesbian bot mitzvahs. Baruch Atah, you do not want to miss this one. Enjoy the show. I had, so Dykes I know in Toronto, shout out to Michelle and Jax, very exciting. Shout Mazel out, tov. shout um, out. I dated Michelle, I'm friends with the, the couple now, but yeah. um, Michelle is the girl one, uh-huh. right? <laughs> and then uh, Jax is the boy one. <laughs> and, you know, I live a very heteronormative lifestyle. So, it, and then, but Michelle proposed I'm such to a Jax. hetero gay, yeah, you have no I, idea. It, it makes me sick. I'm like, what are you fucking gay? Like, no, <laughs> you, 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 you can't do that. Like, we've established the roles. That's it. Okay, I have a, I have a really There's serious a question about that. What do you think, though, about the financial dynamic between two women? Look, you're the boy one, right? 
Robbie, are you the boy one, yes or no? I mean, absolutely. So do you pay for everything for your girlfriend? No, the thing is I do and I'm done. Yeah, that's exactly, well, so the I'm done is, too. It's amazing that I've always made more than my girlfriends mm-hmm. because I'm an artist. I shouldn't even have a dollar. Like how I have mm-hmm. anything is a miracle. That I make a nice living is profound. Yeah. Nothing short of because right. it's obscene what we do. Right. So it's like, it's crazy that I've been the breadwinner. It's like, and I date girls who come from money. Amazing. The families, they don't help them. These they never help them. Up, you know, non-Jewish families, like they cut the kids off. It's like, okay, like there's no love. It's like, it's the reason I can't get into succession. I'm like, okay, there's no love. Like nobody likes anyone. Like, why would he leave it to anyone? But that's the way it is. Right. And it's like, I'm supporting rich kids at the end of the day. And I'm like, I don't want to support the, I don't is want these rich dependents. This, do you do no, this on stage? there's no bit. This is a real that is uh, a, What would a Jewish issue. father in succession do? He'd support his kids, you know, come work with me, come to the business, see how it runs, you know, take it over kind right. of thing. Like they're not like cutting off. We have shitty kids too, but it's like now what rich families do aren't you? And maybe Jewish people do this too. By the way, you're not getting off scot-free. Right. Um, but they're foisting their gay daughters. It's like you're rich. Like, you know, these wasp families, they don't help their kids. They they tell, you know, they were handed everything, but they don't want to hand everything to their kids. Right. And they so go, your girlfriend's go so sh- I have to I have to then support people who are ostensibly wealthy. And I'm like, I grew up on welfare. Like, this doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> but so you're you're paying for dinner. I you pay, pay on the dates. And by the way, beautiful dinners. Beautiful dinners. OK, we're not going to Arby's. Right. Does she live with Some you? Your girlfriend? Are vegan. We're upping the price. You're <laughs> vegan. You're paying a lot for nuts. Do you Mar- know I mean? Marshall going, had no idea. You're you'd going be to like find, this. You, you know, what is it? Look, Moby's restaurant there. Pine Hut? What is it? Pine House. Pine something. It's nuts and seeds. And it's $200. <laughs> okay. Well, and does your is. girlfriend live with you? No, no, no. By the way, I don't have a girlfriend you right don't now. Have, I th- oh. Yeah, yeah, we are. From my Instagram stalking, I thought you guys were hot and heavy. No. We're no longer. No. I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. If I can, I would love to date. Okay. We don't get to date. So are you single now? You don't want to say that. I'm single. No, I am. I'm thrilled to say that. Newly single. Relative. No, not so new. But I seeing someone, but but I'm always at risk of getting in relationships (sighs) constantly. I just fall in them like bird shit on my shoe. Three weeks in, dykes are going, well, what are we? It's like, what happened to three months? Can we date for three months? Can we figure out if we like this? Uh, Totally. Totally. Why am I not entitled to a dating a gestation period. Yeah, I know. They want to lock you down. They're right. locking me down. I it's have ridiculous. a feeling you're such a player with women. Are Not you? Not at all. Really? I've only been in very long relationships. But but is that because you do find women are drawn to you? Yeah. I mean, it's. I think it's a miracle women are drawn to me. Yeah. It's like the girls I date, I go, well, they could get, date anyone. Right? Like anybody would want to date those girls. But if your taste is me, good luck to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's something's wrong in your like if your taste is me, it's a very particular flavor. Yeah, right. I, I don't think it's like very, you know, a broad taste. Right. So I actually, it's easier for me. Like I love women, mm-hmm. which is such a weird thing because women, nobody likes women. I love women. We're the last people to like women. Like men don't like women. Right. Okay, gay men certainly don't like women. And then so women. it's just dykes liking women. Yeah, it really is. I so worship like, women. And there's I think three they're of them. gorgeous. Yeah, it's fine. I don't even worship them. Like, I'm like, they're hit or miss too. Like, you know, I don't even, 
like I, I, oh I don't even God. like you know I've had bad like it, it's I certainly know <laughs> women very well but I but yeah. there's this like I've never been a player in my life I've never cheated in my life I'm very loyal I had a girlfriend my, my ex I, I was like constantly worried that I was cheating because at shows like who's coming up to you after shows it's like literally nobody good is coming up to me after shows right right because I've never gone up to somebody after a show so it's like and by the way, come up to me after shows. Like, I'm not here. Okay. <laughs> Please but, approach me after shows. But, but you know, but because she cheated, she's oh, had a history of cheating. She she's projecting like, that like, I've you. never cheated. I'll end it. Right. I will leave. Right. But I'm also, I think, monogamous to, like, like, like naturally monogamous. So I'm in things for a long time and I'm content and fine. Um, but, but yeah. Do you I don't like know. the idea of marriage? Love the idea of marriage. Want to be married? I go back and forth now. I think there's two ways for Dykes to do it. Okay, there's Fran Leibowitz, a new girl every two, three years to the day you die. Yeah, I'm very drawn to that. Okay, or you're married at 50 like Ellen. Right. There's really no... Right. So I I don't know yet. I'm still, you know what, 18 years. I'm still some years away from how it's going to go. Right. I don't know. I don't know. But I don't... uh, It's... um, I would, I would, yeah, I, I'm definitely open to marriage, but I think now more so than wanting to be, I would like somebody to come to the table with an offer. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Come to the table and don't bring me garbage. Yeah. Bring me a real sustainable offer. This is what I contribute <laughs> to the, you know, because then it's like, at the, and I take even little things, even if I'm paying for everything. If you return my car with a full tank of gas, that goes a long way for me. There's some part of me in this dynamic, in this like straight gay dynamic, where I like to pay for mm. things. I like to take care of her. I like how it makes me feel. Come to me with a viable offer. But what do you, not but bring what me would you want? Because think about the dynamic we just said. You like to wine and dine. So say you're living with a girl. You're paying. Say. I, I don't even have to imagine. So, okay. Uh, so you're paying more rent. Yes, you bet. You pay for dinners. You bet. And what? She pays for groceries and what? She she not only pays for groceries, doesn't involve me in the process. Wow. Okay, she goes, she does it. Okay, I'm not allowed to get what I want anyway. <laughs> Everything I want is like off limits. Does it's she not cook? See- yeah, she I'm made, the you know most what? sexist lesbian yes. in the world. Yes. I want women in she the kitchen uh, you bet. cooking, meal hot. on the table. It's it's very hot. It's not even in a sexist. It's like these I are wanna sexy I want to have sex scenarios. when I want. If I don't want to, I'm not having it. This no. is how it has to be. A hundred percent. Yeah. I don't like pressure for sex. It's totally terrible. Yeah. Um, but, but, but yeah, it's like cooking is great, but like she also just doesn't involve me in the things she does. They're just done and I don't have to know for it. And what are those things other than cooking? You know what I, I said once, I said, you know what? Sometimes you see, you see the electric bill and you see spectrum. I put them right there on the kitchen. <laughs> it would be, it would amaze me if the spectrum bill was just gone. Like, oh, she took $60. She figured it out. She logged in. Yeah. And think, like, it would blow my mind. I, I totally get But they are get that. unable. I think that certain women can't look at it. They're like, she sees Spectrum. She doesn't think how that gets done. You know what? It's, I, I hate to say it, but I completely agree. I hate These doing broads. that stuff. No, I know. And I'm very traditional, obviously. Basically, you know. But this is you paying full rent. Yeah, you bet. So she doesn't pay a dime in rent. I've had that, yeah. That's insane, right? Yeah, I, I bring them up and then they're able to flourish. 
by the time the relationship is over, they're fine. They've saved I've, up. Yeah, they've saved up. And, you know, they've gone, you know, we do this, you know, it, it, it's like, I, yeah, it's, I guess we, like you said, we must like it to some extent. Yeah. You know, there must be some overcompensating for not being heteronormative people. Right. I do feel like, you know, I say this like, I'm not even gay. Like, basically, the only gay thing about me is that I'm gay. But other than that, I'm not even gay. Other than that, that's you're what, what a straight is. guy? Yeah, like, I guess we don't, you know, I'm not switching. Right, right. You're switching. Sexually? Yeah. Um. So you're, are you saying you never receive penetrative sex? Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what I'm saying. Uh. Well, it depends. I mean, I would get fingered. I'm not taking a strap on. Do you use a strap on? I'm not taking it. But you know what? I want to investigate that. Like, I do want to, if it feels good, but I'm unable to get past the the the, the action of it. Right. But if it feels like I want to be able to investigate it, I'd soon sooner investigate it with a guy for some, I, I don't even know. Have you slept with a man? Once, yeah. And what was that experience like Shout for out you? to Ryan Abrams. Um... <laughs> A good friend, you know, but anyway, we're actually on a break right now because he's out of control. But um, he tried to guilt me. His father's in a coma. Okay. Okay. What do you we'll want? We'll talk to you when the father him. was up. Yeah. It's like he always, it's calamities that I have to talk about. I'm like, I don't yeah. only want to talk to you during a calamity. Totally. I well, get I'm to enjoy the that. positive parts of your life as well. Right. And I'm not here for damage control and this and that. Well, he stays, you guys stay in touch. Well, I'm not in touch with him currently. Not currently. Yeah, it's been a few weeks yeah. and and he's got to learn. So, but he, I had sex with him, best friend. How old? At the time, 21. Uh-huh. I'd already been a dyke. I had a girlfriend. We got out of it. And then we went, he's very loaded, very rich. I'm very attracted to that. Me too. And he, um, he would say things like, let's go to New York for the weekend to study for the CFA. You don't think I have a degree in finance and accounting from McGill? Better think again. <laughs> Okay, so we were going to do these financial tests and stuff like that, and he would make it fun. We went to um, New York. Mm-hmm. I was in Montreal all the time. Heard of it. Uh, we stayed at the Hyatt there uh-huh. by the park. And um, great weekend. And we had seen Billy Elliot, my favorite play. And we went out with our friend uh, Adam Gross. Shout out. I don't know if he's Merrill Lynch, I guess, split up or whatever they are now, but big banker types living yeah. in Trump Tower. Uh-huh. Went out for food, wonderful. And then it was like one in the morning after the play and I forgot the poster I bought. Then Ryan went back and got the poster, very oh, wow. chivalrous, which I enjoy. Mm-hmm. And then it goes, we should have sex. And I go, as a matter of fact, we should. Are you attracted to, because I'm listening to the story, yeah. do you find that you're attracted, you were attracted to him in this moment because he was embodying characteristics that you yourself would want to embody with a woman? Um, like you're like, sure. he's rich, he's chivalrous, he takes me to New York. That's what you would like to do with a woman, No. Yeah, and I do do that now. Yeah. It's funny. I do all those things. Um, yeah, I, 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 I definitely do all those things. So, yes, uh, but I also like somebody else's money. Yeah, something That's the is only great time about I've OPM, had like other I've, people's money. Yeah, I've never had, with girls, I don't have other people's money. And these girls come from, you know, when I go home to their houses, it's like Richie Rich with the two staircases. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's ridiculous. Right. I'm, I, I feel like telling the parents, like, by the way, I, I support your kid. <laughs> right like I, it's it's me yeah that is insane it's unreal I want to hear what it was like because I have an idea based on television and film but I want to hear what it was like for you being queer or at least recognizing you're queer I don't know if it happened while you were growing up in the Hasidic community but no I didn't know I was gay ever until a, fr- a girl got me 
Really? Yeah, I didn't think about it. I didn't think of such nonsense, okay? I, I, I don't know. You know what? Being queer, like talking about queer is so cringe. I watched such a cringe thing on the flight yesterday. It's like, you know, when people are just clapping like this, it must be a good. Why do they do this? What, snap? Yeah. Why is this a, a clap? Like, yeah, like, good job. Like, oh, yeah, I feel that. It's so cringe. And I, if it has to do with helping disabled people, do not at me. Okay. I don't know. It's just this was a cringe movie about like queer spaces and having queer a space spaces. and marginalized. It's like if the voice predominantly is a rich voice, you've already lost me. That's true. Okay. So that's, this is my issue. It's like I relate so less to the queer people than the like the working people. Yeah. For some reason, I still feel that more so than I feel anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like my queer identity. I had no... I, 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 you know, I, I did very well with boys. Yeah. <laughs> By the way. Okay. You cleaned you know, up I, with boys? Listen, I'm low-key pretty. You are pretty. I will say this. A lot of people don't know this about me, but I am low-key pretty. Yeah, you're very pretty. I do okay. Um, But yeah, I didn't really think of it. I guess now looking back, I could see stuff. Like there was this girl, Randy at camp, and I don't think she's gay. And I'm sorry, Randy, if Randy I'm implicating you. But yeah, like every night, like she would be like, we were staff. I was arts and crafts, obviously. She was like dance. And I would like watch her dance rehearsal every night. And she would also like want me to sleep in her bunk every Ugh. night. And I'm like, why can't I sleep in my bunk? I, I remember being mad at her. I'm like, but Randy, like, what's the difference? Like, I'll sleep in my bunk. You I'll were so morning. blind to it. Yeah, like, and like, we would like just be on her little cot and like whatever. And I'd be like, oh, okay, I guess I'll sleep here. All my stuff is there. Uh, like, oh my God. You know, and and every night. And then one night we were like falling asleep talking. Yeah. This close. And I almost kissed her, but I didn't. And, and what, I was what, like, oh, what are you doing? I never thought about it again. Next year. Wow. Yeah. That's remarkable. Yeah. I never, it, I was like, oh, how weird is that? Were you growing up? Where did you grow up? In Canada? Montreal. Okay. And you're in a Hasidic community and you have well, how many siblings? No, by the time we got to Montreal, we were conservative. I would say religious, like more religious than anybody you probably know, but not right. nearly as religious as we were in New York. I have nine siblings. We were living in like a th- to call it a three bedroom. We made every possible space a bedroom. Yeah. Um, so, you know what I mean? So it was like, is it a three bed, you know? Um, but yeah, we, we lived in Montreal. Um, I'm the only gay one. Yeah. Which like we have in a the lot world. of stats. In the, in the world. I could be the last dyke. I'm that the only was. gay one. I might be the last dyke standing. Yeah. Yeah. It could truly, be. Truly. And are, do you keep in touch? Are you, all of your siblings left the community? How did this go down? Yeah. We're very, uh, well, a lot of us are in touch, like the Hasidic Kardashians or something. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. We're very close. One of my brothers is religious again. Some people like are more or less religious. Um, I'm oddly not the least religious person. Like I have a masseuse on my door. I still do a lot of things. I like to keep the holidays. I like traditions. Yeah. You keep Shabbat? No, no, no. I don't keep anything, but I'll do, you know, I do like what conservative Jews now do. Right. Like very light. I do the big holidays. Right. I'll fast here and there. Yeah. But what is the experience of leaving the community? That was your mother, right? Yeah. My mother took the 10 of us out. I mean, I'm not going to say the whole thing. I won't get into it because I've shared it before, but. Yeah, my mother, I mean, my mother didn't grow up this way. You know, a lot of the people in those Orthodox communities, they're called Balchuvas. They become religious. They have like a higher calling. So my mother knew of an outside world. We were born into it, totally not knowing. But my mother knew that there was, she had a difference between, oh, things shouldn't be this way. Versus we have no thought process about that. And we ended up in Montreal because my mother's parents, my mom is Canadian from right. Montreal. And actually, that kind of became our access. That kind of became the way we were able to leave with 
all of my family, most people, they leave. It's like one person leaves, like the rest stay in the community. It's very difficult. Right. But us being Canadian, technically, um, is what I think uh, contributed to us getting to stay together as a family, leave as a family. So we were all really together. Um, but then it was like we were this bubble of like the most New York Jews ever in the middle of Canada. Yeah. You know, my house remained kind of like Crown Heights. It's like some of my brothers <laughs> live in the middle of but fuck nowhere Canada, you know, in these right. like tiny communities in like Alberta and whatever. And it's like they talk the most, um, you know, it's like it just stayed insular in our house. We also lived in a religious area when we moved to Montreal. Yeah. Because we were still, it wasn't overnight that we weren't religious. Right. Well, you know, I was kosher up until 19 even. Yeah. Something's really stayed yeah. for a long time. Um, but the gay thing, yeah, we never really thought of gay. I do remember I asked my older sister once about gay. Like, I don't know if we had started, we, we saw something. And I said, what do you think of gay, uh, gay people or something like that? And she said, well, she did that line, which made a lot of logical sense to me at like 15 or whatever. But she was like, well, God made Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? When she's right, she's right. <laughs> you can't argue that. You can't argue facts. Oh, my God. And I was just like, yes, that's accurate. Clearly. And so I must have been questioning things. I must have been asking things. But I didn't have that thing where I had crushes on friends or things like that. My friends were really my friends. Yeah. <laughs> your friends were really your friends, yeah, right? I had a crush I, on everyone. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't do that, um, which is relief. so strange. And then when I was, I was outed very aggressively. Okay, um, awful. I had friends actually who flirted with me more. I felt like they were like, "Oh, hold my hand." I was like, "Well, we've never held hands before, right?" Like, <laughs> why, why was so weird? You're my friend. Like, I was like, they were wanting to explore. You know, they're they're straight people, right? But it's funny. It's like I never. I'm not like a playful. Right. Type of, you know, yeah, so they're yeah. like, oh, hold my hand. I'm like, but we've never held hands. Yeah. This is so bizarre. So how are you out? At what point are you outed? I'm like 17, 18 years old. And you're dating some girl secretly? Yeah. Well, I can't say her name because she's actually a, a bit unhinged. Uh -huh. She continues to be. Okay. Um, <laughs> but it's an Italian girl, Catholic, had a cross over her bed. I would plead with her that we, I had my own apartment at 17, 18. I moved out. I said, well, you why moved out at 17. Yeah. Why, why, why do we have to be at your house? I have my, why am I sitting with a cross? Like yeah, I would why, be at her. She, what are you doing for work at 17? I work telemarketing. You got a job as a telemarketer. Yeah. I did like, you know, eight hours. I did two, two, four hour shifts. I made my sales and I would leave. Did very well as a matter of fact. Wow. Um, yeah, I was living. I, I, uh, I first got, I lived at my sister's and then my sister's friend had an apartment that I could live at. And then I got my own place. Okay. And you meet this girl, you're, you're scissoring her in her bed yeah, with a cross on yeah, top of we're, it. Yeah, we're at school. She's very punk, I want to say. I'm like, I'm a good student. I'm pretty jappy at the time, trying to lean in, trying to just compete, trying to look like, you know, be like everybody else, not leaning into where I came from, kind of just like ignoring where I came from. This is the new you. You're going to be, you know. And she was graffitiing. She was tagging beautiful buildings. And I would say, you think this gorgeous building from Montreal, like a 300-year-old building, you think you're adding anything by putting your little tag on it? <laughs> like a beautiful architecture. Like, anyway, and she would like have me looking out. And I'm like, if anything, I'm calling the police. Yeah. Like, I'm looking <laughs> out. But anyway, she was like, we would chat all night. Yeah. We would chat online. And uh, she told me, Oh, I, I signed up for this camping 
my gym is camping. I go, okay. She goes, you know, there's this bisexual girl or something in the, in the, in my tent. What do I do <laughs> if she kisses me? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. And I block and delete her. All right, but are you hooking up at this point in time? No, nothing. So She's you're just like you got you were infuriated by that. Yeah, yeah. I'm like that's fucking gay. Like, don't come here with this nonsense. Wow, don't come here with this gay shit. Yeah, yeah. And not, you block her. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Wow. Okay, keep going. Um, and then we get to talking again at class or whatever, and then I unblock her, and then she goes to me, "What if I kissed you?" She says, "Is that like, a message?" What are you? fucking gay i block and delete her again i don't speak to her to the end of the year i'm like you're oh really God. freaking me out wow we have the end of the year party and the teacher thinks he's like this cool teacher he takes us to a bar whatever it's like we're like 18 montreal by the way and she uh, i go to the bathroom at the bar and actually my friend Allie came with me this oh. bracelet i have from Allie. oh well, really how do you spell 2002 ali oh me too yeah, uh, I, I invited my best friend, Allie, who was very good at uh, me being gay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I said, Dude, this is, re- you know, this is before I was even out or anything. I said, this is really weird girl, potentially gay. Come with me to my class thing because I don't want this gay girl being psycho. Oh, my God. Look at how you gaslight her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was really homophobic. No wow. question. And then we, she, I go to the bathroom and that girl follows me to the bathroom. And oh, she, she wants me. you so yeah, bad. She kisses me. And I'm like, at least go in the stall. And then we, you know, we're in the stall and it's great. The first thing I ever said to her, I still remember this. I like felt her stomach and I was like, wow, you have abs. But it's so funny to me that I, I guess I'd never felt a girl's stomach or anything. But What, she was muscular? Yeah, she was like tall and lean and whatever. But uh-huh. I, it's like, wow, I was obviously like in, but it, it felt like what kissing should feel like. It right. felt like absolutely everything. And then, then began the circus of us being secret for six months her you know on the subway platform at our school saying you you hold the hand with hold my hand on the car or i'm not riding with them like fuck off so go ride i'm not riding with you right never in a million years i'm not holding your hand are you out of your fucking mind <laughs> at the school stop where everybody is right what like, were you what was your biggest fear that well, someone I would still, say, even though I wasn't religious, I was still part of a very conservative group of Jews, which I think you can understand the nuance of. Yeah. And no, everybody was very close minded. Like the only gay person we knew every time she walked into the cafeteria, I'd be like, look at that dyke. I was that person who was like, she's a dyke. Wow. You were the classic homophobic villain that was really gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, you know, I wasn't the one saying that, but I what I thought. You right. Know? But everybody was saying those things. Right. Um. I secretly thought she was probably very smart or something. And specifically the dyke I'm thinking of is brilliant. So um, it was not received well ever. Um, I, I remember floating it by a good friend of mine. And I said, hey, what if uh, this this guy we're friends with is gay? What if he's gay? And she goes, that would be really weird. You know, right. I just think it's really weird. Right. Um, and that's so. And we set all the Jews, even though we went to this at the time, I know my story is jumping all over the place, but even though we were at this public college in Montreal, you have to do something after high school. It's college. It's called CGIP. And it's kind of all the high schools together. We mm. still, you still sat with your people. Mm-hmm. It was very like prison-like, like all the Jews <laughs> sat together, you know, all the Italians sat together. Like it was just very David like that. Yeah. And my first one was Italian. So we didn't sit on the same floor. I sat mm. in what we called the Jew calf. 3e and then she sat downstairs and you just didn't go you didn't mix those wow yeah and so montreal is like almost like 1930s any other city yeah but um but yeah she would 
sometimes bring me a snack or a lunch. And I'm like, do not bring me food. Right. Like, and none of your friends knew. None of my friends. And and she would be like, why can't you tell my friends? I'm like, I can't just bring you around. To my, they're going to know you look fucked. You're wearing layers <laughs> upon layers. Okay. Like you don't look normal. Right. Something's not right. Yeah. So, but Brutal. we were we were outed because we were making out at a student bar. We started to get sloppy as the months went on. Yeah. And we were making out at a student bar and some bitch saw me and she outed me to everyone. And it was literally Brutal. like, 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 you know, walk to remember style, me walking through the cafeteria. Is that and how it felt? That's how it, it really was. It really was like that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Everybody, people didn't talk to me. I lost my friends. Um, oh my God. Yeah. They thought it was super weird and how I hadn't told them and I lied to them, which obviously that excuse for anybody who's young and listening, somebody you haven't lied to them, it's like, you're allowed to lie about that stuff. If you're not out and you need to lie about it for some time, that's fine. That's not lying. That's protecting yourself. You know, it's like I can come to my own truth first before it's like I'm lying to myself. Never yeah, mind you. I never it's understood like it takes that. Time people to vilify you when you lie. I'm like, pe- yeah. you're uncomfortable with your identity. Yeah, like I like can I'm come not, into myself. Yeah, exactly. I need time to adjust to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was very, very hard time in my life. I wow. was outed. And, and had I not been outed, I don't know when I would have done it. Yeah. When did you first date a woman in a way that you're like, I'm comfortable with this? Or do you still feel yourself? I still have homophobic inclinations. I'll still be out and be like, sometimes I look around and my girlfriend goes crazy if I look around. What do you mean? I'll I'll like look around. Sometimes I find myself doing this because I was so afraid when I was so closeted growing up. So I'll scope around before I like we kiss sometimes. Instinctually. I I don't like to be the center of attention in that way or looked at in that way. And um I don't know. It, it's so weird to be gay. Something I was thinking of watching this disastrous documentary, which I won't even give the name of because I is. Yeah, this idea that like everybody was like, you know, and, and, and gay freedom will be like or, or gay rights will be attained when it's not othered anymore, when it's like, you know, when everybody is like the same. But like the truth is we're always going to be like, I don't think that's a realistic or fair goal. It's like we we're not as many people as the mainstream. Right. So. We always will be other. Let's just live with that. Yeah. And breathe with that and enjoy that. It's like it shouldn't have the same weight as heterosexuality. Heterosexuality exists so much more. Yeah. It's just a majority. It's not like, oh, people are going out of their way to other us. It's the fact is we are a small offshoot. Right. Right. Of a population. Right. So it's like unless the numbers, unless everybody becomes gay, fine. But it's like if that's not the case, like. It's just this idea of like, yes, people's lives tend to vary. There are other types of people and that's that. But we're always going to be other. Um, and 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 I am fine with that. I, I don't know. I don't. It's funny. So many gay people are like only talking about gay. And here we are. But it's like and then they're mad when they're like, well, not only about being gay. I have so much more to me. So then talk about other fucking things. No offense to this podcast. We're doing the exact same thing. But it is also, it is rare that two gay people, like I don't get to talk to a lot of dykes. About what? Anything or just about? Just like you live a life like me. It's really amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. Two Jewish dykes. I feel akin to you. I feel like this is like a brother of mine. Yeah, 100%. You know, like I get so much of what you're going through. Yeah, I really, I really do. I really identify with what you're saying. But I, I have to say, these questions about the dynamic, about your coming out, I care about them. I care about the story. For me, for me, it gives me context for how I should feel about you. Did you struggle like me? 
or was it easy? Someone wrote in, they said, did you have bat mitzvahs that felt gay? And I have a, an interesting response to okay, that. Okay, well, give your response. But I would, I'm assuming, what was your bat mitzvah like? I'm assuming it wasn't well, a was thematic the party at the Hyatt. Yeah, no, you know what? It wasn't far off. I was the first girl in my family to have a bat mitzvah. Yeah. Um, but I didn't have a, I didn't read from the Torah or anything like that. I really just had a party. Uh-huh. Um, and it was at my grandparents' building. It was in their party room. Um, and it was actually really nice. My family was able to pull it together. I was supposed to do a group bat mitzvah, which was like with other girls in the class. Yeah. But I think it was like $5,000 and we pulled out because of money. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of really sad, but I understood. Wouldn't and then, it be less as a group? You can all split Yeah, it? but it was a lot for my it, It's less than like, yes, if you had like a bar, bar mitzvah could be $100,000. Right. Know? Well, but that's really one. So they did like $5,000 each, which for my family, it is much less for most people. But my my we didn't have that. Right. So I felt really bad, but I didn't want to press it. You know, I was like, well, thanks for trying and all that stuff. And then my mother came to me with this idea that, oh, my grandparents, you know, they could use the room for free and they'll make my own party. And we did it very DIY. And it actually was, it ended up being, I was really embarrassed, but it ended up being like the funniest bat mitzvah. It was like one of the first. We did it when I was 12, not 13. And yeah, it was. It ended up being fun, and and my my one of my sisters DJed, and we we danced, and I got a lot of gifts, and I didn't get a lot of money or anything like that. I didn't have like a huge, but for my family, it was a big thing that I had a bat mitzvah because no girl had had a bat mitzvah. It was only reserved for my brothers right. and my brothers. Nobody had a big party in general because we did religious bar mitzvahs. They were Thursday morning reading from the Torah at 7.30. Right. And then it's over. It's a luncheon, bagels and locks, and you're out. Totally. You know, I grew up going to an Orthodox synagogue. So yeah. I didn't even get to read from the Torah for my bar mitzvah. I read like a, an, an essay that said, <laughs> that said, Adunai is my one and only God. I didn't have a Torah portion. I didn't exactly. get to do anything. I barely got to go near the, the pulpit. Like I didn't get to do shit. Yeah. But I did have a great party. Yeah. And we went to the Orthodox synagogue growing up because my mom thought, and I still feel this way, that sometimes, actually, I think a lot of Orthodox Jews are much chiller than the conservative like Jappy synagogues. So oh, we didn't yeah. we didn't have my mom didn't want to be a part of this like you're running late, you're in trouble, there's like a detention in the Hebrew right. school. This was like a mess. Everyone's running around with their 15 children. We fit right in. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of shitty and dungy. It's not fancy. Like the show I went yeah. to was like, you know. No, it was a total shit show, which was great for us. Everyone yeah. could have you could cry in the middle of dinner, you go to the bathroom. It was just it was a nightmare. And my bat mitzvah theme I had a theme because I grew up in Connecticut. The theme was the TV show Friends. And what that was, was a was a way for me to make the entire party about Jennifer Aniston and Courtney Cox. I'm obsessed with Jennifer Aniston. Because I was so attracted to Jennifer Aniston. Same. That it was important to me that I made my entire coming of age kind of about her and her breasts. And her breasts. Yeah. I mean, I was I loved her hard nipples. On the TV okay, show wow. Friends. See, I don't remember things like that. I wasn't as pervy as you were. I was so, like, cl- cliche gay. Yeah. So like, I sat at my table. My table was the Rachel from Friends table. I love Rachel. I wonder if she knows the dyke icon she is. She, she is must. an icon. She's a dyke-on. Yeah, she's truly incredible. She, she, she really is, and she's, uh, you know... I, I said the other day, oh, she's very underrated. And then I realized, no, she's not underrated. She's, not. she's very overrated. She's rated for sure. She's, she's yeah. definitely rated. <laughs> Who um, was your top crush when you were a kid? Well, it's funny. I, I like well, Justin Timberlake, Ugh. you know, and I liked Britney a lot, but Spears. I wasn't sure who. And I loved Jen Aniston. And I still love Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. And she's a good friend of the show. She's a good friend of the show. We've had her on. No. Have you? No, we haven't. 
Okay, I was like, I wish God. she would hook up with a woman. She's, I don't th- think no, she No, I don't has. think she's, uh, she's gay at all. No, she's not gay at all. I think Sarah Silverman probably is hooked up with a girl. You? I actually don't think she has. Really? She's too seen- awkward. Like, the straight girls who dress mask, I'm going, what's going on, folks? I have- <laughs> Put a skirt on. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is going on? What's like, going because, on, Because folks? there's so little ways to be edgy or to be, so they have to, like, you know, Dan Keaton it and whatever, and it's fine, and I'm not, but I'm just like, it's appropriation at a certain point. It's <laughs> it's so true. It is, you know, it's like I gotta actually be a dyke. Like right. it's a please leave this lane for me. Yeah, it's obscene, you know. But at the same time, it's helpful because then they make more suits. And if I need a suit, I can find one. <laughs> you know, so it's like if straight totally. women drive the fashion, then we we, we benefit long term from it because exactly. it's very difficult, you know, exactly. I mean, in the boys section and things like that. And the, the boys are too section. Short. I always wanted yeah. to wear boy clothes. It was, yeah, it was a horror. Yeah, no, I would go I over to the boy yeah, side of Abercrombie Ah, uh, well, you know, I you I, the I understand bracelet. the instinct. Yeah, your instinct. It's just you a little think more that refined. You'll get, you'll get more. No, I, th- I gradually got more. No, I I honestly think I would love to dress you. Oh, what would you dress me as? I I would love to just film a segment where I just go shopping with you. I would do this, but I would elevate it a little. Okay, what would you do? I would just just uh, small upgrades. I mean, I love the shoes. I would. Oh, I, the shoes are my least favorite part. My friend Dave Merhej, so shout out to him. No, he, I he like them. I really this. like them. I would probably change the undershirt of the Hugo Boss. Okay, it's a champion shirt. Yeah, I, I would just give it a different, uh, just okay, give great, it a few great, different great, touch-ups. Great. Robbie, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me on Instagram at Robbie Hoffman. Yeah. Uh, some pretty viral tweets recently oh, on really? Twitter at I am Robbie Hoffman. Um, and then just follow my stories for shows all over. Great. And, and that's really it. 